I love the chase and the hunt and I set the pace when I'm running. I always take what I want and I always give it 100. Don't need a bank, no, I'm funded. Play the game like it's nothing. I'm always thankful for something. Don't take for granted, stay humble. Now wake up! It's time to look at the end. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the comment writers. We're here to talk about Commander Geeks episode 39. I'm your host, Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. Joining me, as always, is my good friend, Toby Tobes. How's it going, Toby? Pretty good, Josh. I'm glad to see you're right up on that microphone. I uh, Yeah, you got you got you to gotta lean it real close. That's what I was doing before the show started. You got to lean it real close. You got to make it sound good. It probably sounds terrible. Uh, <laughs> Just blew out everyone's speakers and ear holes and everything else. I'm going to try to actually... shenanigans. I, I, I told you, I think before our last recording, uh, I told you I got an actual like audio interface. So my mic yeah. can hook up not via USB now. It's all XLR all the way through, which is nice. Um, and it has a little light on it when I talk. So it's green if I'm not if, if I'm not clipping. <laughs> and it's red if I am clipping. Uh, it was very red there. So I apologize <laughs> um, both to our audience and, and to myself later when I'm editing that. <laughs> What's always my thing too, like when I edit some videos... For, I don't know how it worked out this way, but like my computer audio itself has to be at a certain percentage, but it can't be at a hundred. Like a hundred percent to me would would scream like this should be the normal volume for things. Okay, but I need to set it for like seventy. Yeah, for it to not be like blow out my ears all the time. But then when I play games, I have to turn the game volume down to like five, for me to be able to like hear it normally and not have it blow out my ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then eventually, when I put the YouTube videos together. Like I have to immediately downgrade all the audio or else I just basically gate the hell out of my ears, just blow out my eardrums. And it's a real mess. Audio is a real mess. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I always struggle with incoming audio. Like if I'm talking to someone while I'm doing something else. So like, you know, if you're talking to someone on discord while you're playing a game or whatever, that that is always just like horrible levels, never lines up, never is the, the mix that I want and like adjusting it is always so much harder than it ever should be. It's yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure that this is why like people get paid the big bucks to actually know how to do this for a living. <laughs> yeah. Cause it does seem like a huge pain in the ass for sure. Yeah. You all, I also struggle too. I, 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 I had to stop using an entire mixer that I had because it would do <clears throat> this like electronic feedback kind of like, so if you plug I get this over USB a lot. You plug something into a computer, like directly into your, into your computer, <clears throat> because your computer has like moving parts and electronics and stuff in it. It'll send like weird feedback frequencies over the USB and then can feedback into like your microphone and your speakers and stuff. Um, and so I had a mixer, you plug it in to the computer and it would just have this like low hum that you would be able to hear and it would record the low hum. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like pretty bad if you're trying to actually like record a podcast just to have just this low hum in the background the whole time. Uh, and I was just dealing with that again the other night because I had a thing that I plugged in via USB to charge it and then plugged in the like audio cable to record the thing. And I had to switch USB ports like two or three times to find one that was like not noisy. <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's a waking nightmare. I can't believe that's <laughs> still a problem. Like like feedback over usb in in your microphone that's like a crazy thing that's still an issue everything's unshielded it's a free-for-all <laughs> out there yeah and like you can't really like if you search for like shielded cable i found on amazon like lots of things claim to be but also lots of cables like don't really claim to be it's hard to tell if something actually is or isn't 
and really what that means. <laughs> it's hard to tell what it even's going to do. It's just, yeah, it's the Wild West. Love it. Also, I find I find buying cables on Amazon in general to be like a disaster. <laughs> like you can't tell like what material a cable is. Sometimes it's really hard to tell what length a cable even is. Like so sometimes it'll be like I can choose different versions on the actual product page. Sometimes they'll have separate product pages for each length. It's just it's insane. <laughs> Truly insane. I'm gonna recommend to you then. It's either Firefold or Firehold. I always forget which one it is, but they're like the cheapest, always high quality cable place I ever found. It's been like the recommended cable place since I started working in IT. So at least it would have been like 15 years ago at this point. Oh, but it's very cheap and very good. And they actually just have numbers and things that you can read. So like their page for like HDMI cables would say one foot, three foot, six foot, 12 foot. And it's very easy to figure out what's what. And it's very cheap per foot. For like anything though, like USB, uh, HDMI, DVI, HDMI, all the good stuff. Nice. I think I think I found their website here now. Cables, HDMI. Oh, this is perfect. And this is not a paid sponsorship. I'm just <laughs> recommending something to Josh. I don't care if anyone else goes there or not. I'm just telling Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, so I've been dealing with this late. So I got a synthesizer, Toby. <laughs> um, so you're and the keyboards, you're tickling, tickling uh, some ivories. Yeah, tickles. Actually, mine doesn't even have a keyboard attached to it. Uh, I'll, I'll get a little MIDI keyboard to go with it at some point. Um, but it's a little all-in-one unit, really tiny. And it's battery powered, which is very cool. Um, it's got a, it's got a tiny little, tiny keyboard on it. But all the keyboard keys also double as like other function keys and stuff. So it's like it's kind of too small to really play reasonably on there. Um, so you you do want an external keyboard to go with it, which I don't have yet. But anyway, I, I was then dealing with like. <laughs> The confusing thing with audio cables is that you can get like mono and stereo cables and, and it's, it's determined by how many rings they have on them. Are you aware of all that, how all that works? No, that, that seems, if I didn't know you, I'd rather tell you that say that seems fake. Like, <laughs> okay. Seems... <laughs> so if you're, if you have a, a headphone cable, um, if you look at it, it will have a number of like typically black rings on the end of it. Like the, the, you'll have the shiny metal part, and it'll be intersected by by rings. Um, if it has one ring, it usually is a mono cable, so it'll it'll just send like the one channel of audio. But if it has like two intersections, it'll be stereo. But then sometimes you get into three intersections, which is where you do the like it's a stereo call that also has some controls on it, like play and pause in line on the cable. <laughs> And that, that gets even more complicated. And so like you can buy different cables and you got to watch what cable you freaking buy because you got to know what signal you're feeding through it. Like, is this, this is a stereo signal that I'm feeding or is it a mono signal? Um, and some, some like synth stuff does mono and some of it does stereo. It's all incredibly confusing. I, and I have no idea really what my input is here. I think it's probably a mono input cause it's made for like guitar, but I don't actually know for sure. And I have to go read the manual. <laughs> It's crazy uh, to read a manual for a cable, like yeah. Even even though this rings this rings thing makes sense, and like visualizing what those old ass like basic stereo cables looked like, I can picture like two or three rings around the ending. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. That's the thing. It's it's interesting because it's like it's the the rings are plastic, so it's literally the separation of signal um, that that would that would conduct right. So it's like 
are you conducting one signal or two because there's one ring split in between it or three <laughs> or so on you know um so it is it is like a very like um rudimentary function <laughs> that it's doing that's providing uh, but like i guess kind of a an elegant solution but trying to figure it out nowadays is is complicated <laughs> it's a lot to read these are wild wild times my friend they certainly wild, are wild times <laughs> Uh, speaking of wild times, Toby, did you happen to watch? So it it got released. Um, the Hyper Battle DVD got subbed for Commander Geeks. Did you have? Did you check that out? I did not because I didn't think oh. I was supposed to yet. <laughs> oh, it's it's okay. I don't think it's a thing that we really need to like watch and like discuss as a uh, a full on review. But it, it's fun. You might want to watch it just for just for fun. Um, I watched it. So it is, we, we talked about it when it first happened, uh, before it got subbed. It is where basically they have a, uh, a desire grand prix that's all goofy. <laughs> so they, they have like a dance competition and they do a speech competition and that kind of stuff in it. Um, and it's silly. It's the actors acting silly, which is very fun. Uh, but the most interesting part for me was they explain, the wordplay slash puns for each of the common writer names, which I vaguely so like, do. So, so like Buffalo, like Buffalo being Buffalo kind of thing or like yes. smarter than that. No, that, but so it comes up in a joke because it's Buffa complaining that everyone else's name is more interesting than his. <laughs> it was like, he was like, all the other names are clever, but I'm just Buffalo. <laughs> like they, they just took the word buffalo and chopped off the low and just gave me buffa uh, but he points out that like geats so geats is um kitsune which is like fox in japan then they drop that to kitsu and then the uh basically they add uh an extra like accent onto the keats the first part of that of that word kitsu um an extra accent to turn it into geats so that that must just be like a japanese pronunciation difference there uh but the accents they add kind of look like the sort of like um kind of fox ears that he does kind of which i, th- I think is probably why they added them okay. so that was just sort of like a i guess like play on the the visuals of the letter that he doesn't even go that far in it though like yeah. i was trying to the reason I just said okay is because I was just thinking about what you were explaining to me and trying to keep up with it in my head. And it's <laughs> well, just it's just clever as hell then if they're going that far with it where it's It also was really nice that they they put up visuals. So I think the translators did visuals to explain the jokes as they went, which is good. <laughs> That's even better. Uh, <laughs> the next one for Tycoon, they started with Tanuki, because he's a he's a Tanuki suit. They rearranged the letters in Tanuki to get Tycoon, T-A-I-K-U-N. And then he became Tycoon because of that. Um, And then Nago, which we've talked about before, kind of, um, is... So Neko is cat in Japan. And the cat sound is Niago uh, in in, in Japanese. So you kind of merge the two of those and you get Nago. That's where that comes from. This is like some of these almost a tier of when i used to make the jokes in the beginning of the episodes of like we should have called the show this thing and made like kind of horrible stupid puns that's almost the same yeah vibe. pretty much They're yeah like, it's oh, we, re- we rearranged the letters in tanuki and we got kewa 
pretty pretty much yeah <laughs> and then yeah so then so the whole thing is buffa complaining like all those names are cool but i'm just buffa because we chopped off the low and then it's him screaming like where did the low go i want my low back <laughs> um and then and then sumi's like damn he noticed <laughs> uh but that, that was fun i i, I had like known that like some of the origins of those names, but it was cool to see it like actually spelled out how we got to those points. Um, but yeah, so it's it's like the the, so it's in general, it's like the April fool's episode, but better. It's the April fool's episode, but like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's coming from Toei instead of coming from the translator essentially. So like, for example, Geats is in like short shorts in it. And he's like, very into the dance competition like i'm gonna win the dance competition because i'm a hot i'm a hot sexy man um it's it's, it's funny yeah it's, it's pretty good yeah uh but like everyone's sort of like vaguely out of character because like they're all sort of like playing along with this ridiculous concept and it, it it's, it's I'm definitely it's i'm definitely have to watch it like i yeah. just i know you're gonna get all crazy and pass me I didn't pass you. I th- I just thought you wouldn't watch it. I thought I'd talk about it here on the show real quick. <laughs> Mostly, I wanted to, to relay the name stuff. I thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah, that that's very like uh, that's very shades tier email taken care of by the show. Exactly, exactly. That's the best way to put it, I think. In fact, shade shade uh, sent an email today. We can jump to that right now. And shade uh, talks a little bit about names in the email too, uh, in, in terms of. Uh, <laughs> So here's the thing. (laughs) So Buffa is short for Buffalo, but. (laughs) Uh, No, so Shade's email, uh, he talks about Geats' final form is called Geats 9 uh, instead of Boost Mark 9 because Geats' name is supposed to sound like Kits in Kitsune. Uh, So Geats 9 would sound like Gitsune, Geats 9, Gitsune. (laughs) You're doing a fantastic job, buddy. (laughs) Shade says it may sound like a silly stretch, but I can assure you it's official. So that's that's the that's sort of like what the I guess pun is supposed to be there. But gotcha. anywho, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Shade does send us in an email and uh, um, has some first Punk Jack uh, trivia for us. So Toby, you remember the crowd that was listening to Punk Jack in the Punk Jack special, and were like very excited and very bored. I do <laughs> exactly. Apparently, the crowd were subscribers to the Toei Tokusatsu fan club. Uh, a few months ago, Toei posted a casting call for extras on the TTFC and telling people to bring punk rock style clothes. And if that's the direction those people got, they failed. <laughs> I wish <laughs> like, I had that. I wish I had the, the video handy again. My my memory is check. they were just dressed completely normally. <laughs> yeah, or but, like it wasn't even really like I'll call it like hot topic punk. It wasn't like no, Hello Kitty it, shirts and like Nightmare Before Christmas hoodies and shit like that. I just remember like plain clothes people hanging out yeah. at the concert. Because if someone tells me to bring punk rock style clothes, I'm showing up like you said, like full on hot topic, like I'm 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 I've got I'm having like a fake lip ring in. I've got like a I've got a hoodie with like thumb holes in it. And like yeah, I just like I am a mall goth at that point. Well, especially if they're giving you the opportunity, we'll call it to be an actor yeah. or an extra in something. Usually, like, you don't even have to be you. You can just go as whoever you want to go as. Sure. Dye your hair, fake pierce your lip, buy those stupid like tattoo sleeve things you just put on your arms. Just get crazy. Those are fun. I have one of those. It's very fun. (laughs) 
I got I got one last Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that. It makes sense now thinking back about how unenthused the crowd was, like, and how even the ones that were cheering, how how bad they seemed at it. It all checks out. <laughs> you would think too, if you're part of the super duper fan club, and you got invited to be in an episode, that you would try a little harder as well because you just want the episode to look good. And you wouldn't want to be standing bored in the crowd while Punk Jack's singing his heart out. Yeah, but if you're just like a random dude, like whatever. So it works with like celebrities too. Whenever a show has like a celebrity cameo um, where the celebrity is not really a normal actor, but they're just like a name. Um, even if I don't know who that person is, I can typically pick out that like, oh, that must be somebody because they're you all shit actors. <laughs> <laughs> like, like just because you want something to go well doesn't mean you're going to be good at acting. <laughs> so so these people probably had the correct intent that they wanted it to look good, but, you know, just suck. Because they tried. <laughs> they tried and they failed. And the lesson is just don't try. Don't try. Speaking of actors, Shane tells us that the actor who played the DGP security team leader in the Punk Jack special, also was the Blue Ranger in Ghost Siger, which is the Sentai that got uh, converted into Mega Force, Power Rangers Mega Force. So that's kind of cool. Second little Toku role there. That's a throwback to the last time I think we watched Power Rangers together as well. Uh, yeah, we did. Mega Force. <laughs> we watched Mega Force. That's right. <laughs> uh, and then Geats says a funny thing about Geats Boost Mark III form. Um, the, the actual buckle is basically like two buckles stuck together. Cause as we, as we know now, when it becomes Geats nine, it sort of flips open and becomes kind of like this wide form. So on the show, they like kind of cheat and like they, they make the prop small, but the actual toy is like six inches tall or something like that. So it's like, it's this huge bulky thing. If you actually get it. So they, they made it more workable yeah, for, for real life, but not so much for, us crazy kids out there which i will say like most of the time most of the time it's nice that like what you what you see on the show is actually pretty damn close to what you get in the toy like sometimes almost exactly like the drivers are pretty much exactly the same thing um you know you, you might say that makes the show look cheap but i think it's kind of cool that like it's it's exactly the toy you get because it's not that's not true in nearly any other media <laughs> um, well, yeah like the, yeah. the picture that you would get or the picture they would show you if you're like watching shit, even like I know they used to sell the Assassin's Creed wrist blade things. And this was yeah, one that yeah. only just sticks out. Like obviously not going to sell your real Assassin's blade that hides in your wrist, <laughs> but from the way that it looks in the game to the way that they present it as you can buy this item to the size and quality of this giant hunk of plastic you put on your arm when you get it. It's just a wild, well, there's like wild discrepancies there. Yeah. So if all the if all like these things keep up, well, this is what you see on TV. This is really what you're getting. Maybe a little bit smaller, bigger. Like that seems fair to me. That seems very. There's no buyer beware or caveat emperor, whatever the hell. The... <laughs> Look at you busting out Latin here. Well, it's the same thing. They're, they're the words mean yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah not having, not that, having yeah. the worry seems way better than. Yeah, getting dumb I, cheap shit. I agree. I agree. Uh, and then Shade also gives us one more reason why. It is Geats 9 and why we jumped from 3 to 9. So visually, if you think about that buckle, so Geats uh, Mark 3, you see three tails because it's folded in half. It flips open and then you see six tails, right? And then you flip it over 
So a six flipped over becomes a nine. And while you flip it, the other three tails sort of like flip up as well at the same time. And that's where you get your nine, your nine tails. I guess that works for the sake of. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it does. I mean, actually, yeah, it checks out. It's all good. And even when Um, you watch him, especially in the episode we're about to talk about, when you watch him do his transformations, it's very they zoom in on the buckle pretty nicely to show the whole transformation thing. Yeah. And it does look kind of cool. Like you spin, see him spin the tails from three to six. And then like when he spins it to six, the part that folds over like pops up. So yep. it does, it, I mean, it does work, but with that logic, he made it like 12 too. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she says now onto some Toku stuff I find interesting. Um, so, Super Sentai have released their first 20 years and 20, 20 year after anniversary movie. So Hurricane Hurricane Neger, I think is how you pronounce that. Uh, so the season that became Power Rangers Ninja Storm uh, happened 20 years ago and they put out a 20 20th anniversary film. Um, so uh, Shane says he's very excited. It's very exciting. The whole cast is returning after 20 years as well. Uh, most of them are still pretty active in Toku, but that that's kind of wild in and of itself. Like if you think of, think about the power Rangers special that we got recently that had what, like four of the former power Rangers in it. And like only two of the original. Um, and I feel like what, who will call the main ones didn't want to do it. Exactly. Exactly. So the fact that they actually were able to like grab the whole cast 20 years later is pretty impressive. They just care more. They're super into the culture of, this crazy show and they're called the crazy series that just seems to be ties to characters or ties to actors for life. Yeah. It seems like you like start when you're a kid and then you're just constantly invited to shows as random roles or main yeah, roles th- or whatever. I think that it probably is like, it, it probably is not as like looked down upon maybe like, you know, I feel like, I feel like here, like if you're in power Rangers, then you want to like break out into like real TV and movies, right? Like you want to get away from your roots as, as, as a power ranger or, yeah, or some yeah, people, people might definitely, yeah. Cause people would be like, Oh, you're, you're a power ranger, that stupid kid show with the monsters. Yeah. But you know, over there it feels more like, you know, you just like, yeah, I, I, I do Toku. It's like, cause it's cause probably, probably because honestly it's like, good money and it's like recurring work too <laughs> like i get over these shows and i get like 50 some episodes hell yeah let's say like you're, you're set for like easily like you're working for a year yeah. so i'm assuming you're getting paid very well for entire year of your life is this thing and i'm assuming these actors are getting like some sort of like licensing with all the toys and stuff hopefully like there's probably like residuals from that and stuff too and dvd sales and who knows whatever the heck but now there's even more reason with all the like anniversary movies and all the fan club stuff. Like not only are you going to get like your one long season where you're going to have some, some good payday from that. But like if you stay good with Toei and you stick around, like they're going to bring you back for movies and specials and stuff all the time. So it's probably a good gig if you can get it, I would imagine. Shade also points out, which we have talked about in our discord, the Disney imagination belt. <laughs> Yes. Do you want to do you want to tell people about that if we haven't uh, if we haven't yet? So when I first saw it, I thought it was specifically a Kingdom Hearts belt, and only because so basically it looks like the, it, yeah. So the old Disney joke, but it's not really a joke; it's a reality. Uh, for almost as long as I remember, when Disney started putting things out in VHS, 
eventually things would go in the Disney vault, which meant they were going to stop selling them for the time being and make everyone buy it because they would threaten to lock the, the film away. And it would always take years upon years for it to come back. So they've been doing this forever. So the Disney driver or the imagination driver is the Disney vault on a belt. And I refuse to think otherwise. Yeah, because it, it looks like a vault door. Like it is a vault door. That like, like it looks, looks like, like, like in theory, like it looks like Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck's yes. vault. It's bank just like vault, the big yeah. spinny bank vault thing. But it's supposed to be the Disney vault. That's the joke there. So only because I've played too much Kingdom Hearts and I always make jokes about Kingdom Hearts. The I guess we'll call it the core for the belt or the way you make it tension or whatever we call that whole driver transition thing yeah it's, like, it's a key that goes on the key. side of the vault that you turn to unlock the vault pension whatever you want to call it but to me because i'm so stuck in kingdom hearts world i thought it was a key blade and that's mm-hmm. why i got so excited about it completely letting it slip in my mind that you just use a key like it's just a key the, the key is, that unlocks a gate yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's no more than literally just the key unlocking the vault but to me it was a uh keyblade and they're putting out a bunch of different keys too. It's so like the one that they showed is Mickey, but then they're also doing like all the other characters clearly based on the outlines. So and along you, with that, that. <laughs> my favorite thing now is people doing the fan art either through AI or actual art skills and making their best recreations of Mickey as not, I guess Mickey as a common rider, but more so like how you would make a common rider suit Mickey themed. Yeah. And some are fantastic. Like one of my favorite ones was they made it a Sorcerer's Apprentice one that has like all the flourishes of ha- having the robe and the hat on, but still looks like a common rider. That's cool. And, it, and if they ever do that, like I would be super stoked to actually see that. I'd probably actually buy a toy at that point. Yeah. I wonder, you know, I mean, obviously like this is a, pretty well-designed little belt and like um a lot of thought went into it and they're releasing a bunch of extra gimmicks with it too with all the other keys like is is there more i, w- I wonder if there will be more to this like if we will see you know a little a little disney cartoon where they use the belt or yeah if we'll get to see some animations of of, of uh <laughs> common mickey who knows <laughs> i think uh, of mickey henshins that'll smash like seven of my worlds together and it'll be the greatest thing ever It'll be wild for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love that I get you into Common Rider and then instantly <laughs> Disney comes out with a belt that's very Kingdom Hearts. It's perfect. Uh, and then finally, Shade is sharing with us uh, some news about Ultraman. So, Ultraman had a press conference for their newest Ultraman series, which is called Ultraman Blazar. The series will be available for free on Ultraman's official YouTube channel, both subbed and dubbed. What's even more surprising is that Johnny Young Bosch, who's one of the uh, Mighty Morphin Power, Power Ranger Black Ranger. Rangers, yep, uh, who also has gone on to do a bunch of voice acting and stuff since then, will be dubbing the series protagonist. And uh, you and I watched the English trailer for the English dubbed trailer for this. First of all, um, Ultraman's awesome, and I, I always intend to watch more Ultraman than I, than I do. But it's very cool because they like release pretty much everything for free on, on their, like you, their, their, their channel and stuff. Like it's all, all just gets posted up. It's all there. Um, it's not like region locked. Like some, some of it's not translated, I guess probably, but like you can definitely go watch a ton of Ultraman just for free <laughs> online, which is nice. Um, well, I feel like yeah. at least from what I remember from Ultraman as a kid, I don't remember there being a ton of story. 
I just remember Ultraman turning big and fighting the monsters. Yeah, like old so I feel like Ultraman, you can get away with you can get away with like not necessarily having it subbed. Yeah, that's not well, the point of the show. It's kind of changed like Kamen Rider has too. Like old Kamen Rider is was similar to old old old, old Ultraman, where like. Yeah, the, the plot maybe is like kind of thin. It's mostly just about monster fighting where you, you know, you have the, the, the you know, crazy guy from space <laughs> who comes down and, and turns big. And then you have the um, sort of, you know, earth force that is supporting him, helping him, being his backup, whatever uh, is the was, is the kind of premise. But much like Kamen Rider, as the years have gone on, there have been more uh, Ultraman series that have come out that all have different premises, all have different plots and all like add on to the, to the, the like premise in certain ways. So like, it's a lot like Kamen Rider now where like they all have their different stories. They all have their different backstories. And all just kind of built on the same framework of there's a dude, he gets big. <laughs> he, he fights. He does, he fights he does this cool henshin motion and goes from human size to giant monster size, just like the power Rangers did, but a little bit different. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I'm shocked that they're actually like dubbing it in English. Like they're going the full anime route, which is because, because you see that a lot now with like with modern anime where they'll do the work in like the, the series that they think are going to be big. They'll actually do the work to get voice actors to dub it and have it release like day and date or whatever. Right. Like that's a big thing you see now. And that's a big selling point on like crunchy roll and stuff. So the fact that we're getting that for, Ultraman is really exciting and something I wish that they would freaking do with Kamen Rider and with Sentai as well, because if they did, there'd be so much bigger of an audience for it. <laughs> um, so I'm excited that Ultraman's giving it a shot and hope that this is like super, super popular for them. Um, I, 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 I will, I will commit to this being my, uh, my entry into modern Ultraman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I will definitely give this a shot because the, it looked, the trailer looked really cool. And I'm I'm down. Yeah, English dub, crazy stuff. All right, so Shane, thanks very much for the email. And with that, Toby, we will dive into discussing. Well, Josh, tell, my, tell the people how to email us. Oh yeah, you can send those emails to cast at commonwritersucks dot com. Thank you, Toby. No problem, Josh. Back to you. <laughs> Uh, you can also, I'll take this moment here now since we, you know, I should start saying these things up front more often, but, uh, we do have a Patreon where we do a bunch of bonus content. So you can go sign up on the Patreon for only $3 a month and you get uh, weekly bonus content, watch reacts and things like that. And you get to join our discord and chat along with us. And, uh, yeah, we, we think we're a good time. We think we like us. And if you watch this on YouTube, it's a big help for us if you subscribe to the channel and thumbs up the video. Both of those things are fantastic and help us in the in the algorithm, Toby. The 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 algorithm that controls our lives. We need yeah, to like the win DGP favor. Producer kinda. Exactly. It's it's a it's an unknowing blind DGP producer that controls <laughs> everything and tells us whether we are good or bad. And you can influence the producer and you can tell them that they they are good. But with that, let's jump into the episode. So, so you and I talked about last time that where are they going to go from here? So Geats is, is basically God. He has the power of creation. We beat Sweru off. And now we're left with basically 
Neo at the end of the, the fucking Matrix trilogy with a hero and everyone's lost their memories. What happens? How do we fill the next, you know, 10 episodes? And and what what happens here, Toby? <laughs> what, what, what do we what do we have in store for this episode? Uh, basically, we're just going to restart the show again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> for lack of a better term, we are restarting everything where there's still acceptance of the way the world has been and works, but we're just going to make everything brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Geats is, is running his own DGP. He's, he's, he's basically God at this point. Um, he's kept Sumi around to help him because he needs a navigator for his own DGP. And he still refers to her as his sister. Yes. So he, he tries to at least like, I'll say it like guilt her into feeling okay about what she's doing and being stuck <laughs> doing this more. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Kewa, Buffa, Neon, Sarah, they all still have their memories, uh, but they're not common writers anymore. And they they open basically the episode, not really sure how this happened. Like they remember, remember being common writers. They remember the great end starting and they remember losing their memories and then they remember getting the memories back. Um, but they're, they're not really sure kind of what's going on. Uh, we find out that Ace, you know, let them keep their memories because he believes that they should be able to choose their own fates. I, I do I do approve of we'll call that Geats GP rule number one. <laughs> you get to make your own decisions about things. So that seems very like mildly respectful of him of the situation. Being like, well, this is my bullshit now. And if you guys want to hang out with me still, I guess we can. But I'm not going to just force you into being a rider if you don't want to again. Yeah, that, that's the real theme of this episode. It, it's 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 Geats like wrangling up his avengers basically you know it's like listen this is the i don't know if you want to go on this mission it's gonna be pretty dangerous but i'd love to have you if you're on board <laughs> um and that's yeah it's kind of kind of what he's doing here is he's like he's he's figuring out his confidants he's figuring out his people and he's gonna gonna use them to make a perfect world i guess because we, we find out that's his goal basically so he Wants to make a world where everyone can be happy. Um, and he's, he's going to have to... Without bullshit, I guess, his mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we find out he's going to have to do it slowly because the goddess power, um, when when the goddess was doing it, required a lot of people's wishes for fuel. All those wishes that didn't come true. And since he doesn't have that anymore, he's not going to you know prey on people. Um, he doesn't have that wish power, so he has to go slow. Like one wish at a time. Take things easy. So I took the scene that kind of ties to that is he's just eating a shitload of noodles with Sumi, which as we know, eating food in the show is, is a true bond. Yeah. But I took it as he needs to eat a bunch of food to recharge himself. Kind of like when he got tired from the one from going to Geats one to Geats two and needed yeah. like Gene's special buckle to keep him awake. I took it as the same thing. Like his internal battery ran low. So just needs to hoss down a shitload of food. Yeah, he's got he's got to power up a little bit on food and get to get get some calories in. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's got he's got a carbo load so he can go create the world. You know, no big deal. It seems fair. It seems it seems like a legitimate need, I guess. Yeah, just carbo load for creation. It's all good. <laughs> um, but he is eating his noodles and and very quickly he is interrupted because at a nearby skate park we see a security guard who's uh, hassling some kids. And then the security guard turns into a Giamato. 
Well, dun, dun, dun. The security guard was not harassing the kids. He walked over and said, you kids better watch. And they said, why? And he said, because that looks cool and fun. And I want to do it too. And then he <laughs> turned into Giamato. I feel like that counts as harassment. Like, leave me alone, old man. Go get your own skateboard. I don't know who, what you are. <laughs> before we get before we get too far, I want to point out the intro changed again. And I only bothered to watch it this time because I assume the intro is going to change again because it's a brand new show. And it did. So my my forward thinking paid off. And how did it change? It just looks a little bit different. Okay. It still kind of celebrates everyone the same. Uh, the four main people have way cooler. I guess we we'll call it like credit scenes. Like they used to have their faces next to like their DGP sign in sheet kind of deal. And now and it's I, just them dancing around in their in their henshin outfits. Say, so yeah, it feels a little bit more like, uh, you know, uh, a '90s sitcom intro now or something. If I remember <laughs> right, I think we do still have the uh, Sumi pointing the gun at Ace thing, though, right? It's still there. I'm still. Nice. I, I was. I haven't dropped hints on that one, like the other stuff. I just <laughs> want that to happen. I'm gonna get I feel so like, mad if that was not to end up in this in this show. Yeah, I feel like the fact that they didn't remove it now. Uh, I think it's got to come up. It's got to come up. <laughs> Calling it. Uh, so Sumi explains when, when we see this Jamato, she explains that the grand end, uh, when it happens in a world, doesn't remove the the all the Jamato. There are some that get left behind. Those that are left behind basically are the are the basis for urban legends and myths about evil spirits. So. <laughs> You leave them, leave some monsters behind, and that's how a world gets gets the myths about monsters, which I would buy a little bit, except for like, have you never been in a world that has like cell phone cameras before? Because those aren't going to be missed for very long. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're pretty much right. out there already. Yeah, um, it's not uh, not going to be a secret. <laughs> so Ace heads down to the skate park to help things out. He skateboards down to the skate park. Of course, he because he's a cool guy. Of course, he does. Such a cool guy. Uh, he kills the Giamato. You know, he puts up a little little bit of a fight, kind of a surprising amount of a fight, since, you know, uh, he's basically God. But um, after he takes out the Giamato, a little tiny Giamato wriggles out and tries to run away. Which was the coolest part ever. That, that was, like, definitely a twist. I guess we'll call it a twist. I definitely did not see that coming. No, me neither. Me neither. And this is about the time where Ace and Kawa show up. And and they talk to Ace, they find out, you know, but he left them with their memories and he asks basically if they want to be writers. That was and pretty much when he gave the speech of like, I could use your guys' help. You don't have to, but I could really use you. Yep, if you if you want to come on board. Neither man really makes a decision here at this point, but they do head to a creepy tunnel to discuss their <laughs> options. Which uh, is also which is- weird because now Kawa and Buffa are I'm not going to call them best friends, but they definitely have like a new friendship. It seems like, or a they new do. respect for each other where they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll be the two normal people here. Still we'll hang out in this crazy geats world. There's the hilarious scene where Buffa barges into Kawa's house. <laughs> He's like, he, he demands to be let in. He forces his way in. He, he charges in. He sits down on the couch and he's like, your plate, pla- your place is surprisingly nice. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, weird buffa compliments. Yeah, because you know they're they're kind of in the same boat here now, right? They they're not they're not writers. They have a big decision to make about whether they're going to be or not. Um, both of them had kind of big reservations about the state of being a writer, right? Like Buffa thinks writers shouldn't exist, and Kawa kind of hated the whole system on which writers were built. So it's not just a snap decision for them. 
so it makes sense that they're like you know they're 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 weighing their options together because they're kind of in the in the same little boat i like that kawa still basically hates geese's mom yeah just he's so like so much hates her she, she's gone at this point geese is trying to do the polite version of what she was doing and kawa's comments are always like yeah but your fucking mom though man like yeah no. <laughs> We even had we even had the big scene where we explained to Kawa, like it's not his mom's fault. Like <laughs> she she was held against her will. She wasn't doing this on purpose. Like she's she, you know she was not her fault. Kawa's still in this episode. He's just like, well, the goddess is gone, so she can't pay for her sins. <laughs> like, <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> that dude has a has a rage boner for Geats's mom. Uh, but yeah, I love their little discussion in the tunnel. Um, Buffa thinks that Ace this this is Ace's way of atoning for his his mom's sins when they talk about sins. Um, this is basically Ace like making up for those things and uh, trying to make the world a better place and make everyone happy. And at that point, it seems legit. Buffa seems like he's onto something. Yeah. And now we cut over to Neon and Sarah. Neon is going through some big life changes. Toby, what's happening with her? She now has a roommate. And is trying to be a normal person. Well, I'm not sure if Sarah's a roommate yet, but like Neon is is getting an apartment and Sarah's helping her out with it, I guess. I took it as um, they were gonna live together. I maybe I, not, I think maybe not, but like, at I least think it, we my, could my go vibe. that way. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's going that way. But I think I think as of right now that it's not it's not official. It's not gonna head of ourselves. That's fine. I do think it's funny that uh I'm going to say Neon was flexing her influencer bucks and seems <laughs> to have no concerns whatsoever about how money works or what she should spend on things. Well, she, she both has influencer bucks and then she has family fortune as well. See, you're saying that too. And I was talking to the game navigator earlier who gave that same defense you just did. And I don't know if her parents who never wanted her to run away or be outside of that house would let her use that kind of money. Like every scene we see her in, she's shopping, right? Like, like if you, every every scene where like Neon's not common writing, she's out at the mall with like a whole bevy of bags. Like she, I think all she does is shop. I think that she is. But been, she's famous. I, well, like, I think she's, she's been spending daddy's money. Is what I think has been happening here. I don't know. We can't. We can't confirm that. We. I, I guess we. Can't really I do think she probably makes good. Makes good money on her own too. Yeah, no. she's an influencer, Josh. <laughs> Have you ever seen these people are all fucking millionaires? They say, what's up, everybody? Let's what open some everybody? Pokemon cards. Give me yeah. all your cash. That's how it works. That's how it works. Yeah. I wish. Someday. <laughs> I'm speaking speaking to you right now from my influencer mansion. Uh, but no, I, I think I think it's both. I think I think that's why she like her. I think her upbringing and stuff, too definitely leads to her not understanding that like, oh, you have to go buy furniture. It doesn't just get delivered with the house. OK, that makes sense. When like it, it was, what I would consider a very nice sized apartment. Like I've been, in, I've lived in way smaller apartments than what you, yeah. what you just got. And it was funny because the landlord was like, "Okay, so we're gonna go take a look at it. We're about to walk in the front door now." And the owner was like, "Oh, we'll just buy it. Don't worry about it. We'll take and it." And he was like, "Oh my god, this is so great!" And Sarah was like, "This isn't how life works. You shouldn't just do that." And the owner was like, "Meh," and it's now she has an apartment. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It also wasn't clear whether she was renting it or buying it too. I think she maybe was buying an apartment even. See? But baller. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's very baller. Uh but yeah, it's kind of cute. I like that the girls are 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 becoming friends, even even closer friends. It's very cool. 
And uh, speaking of cute moments, Toby, uh, Punk Jack is still around and he is willing to help out. He's he's back. He uh, he can't he can't get paid except in happiness that he generates for himself. It was a very, um, very cute moment between him and Geats where they do a little fist bump and, and they're, they're, they're bros now. <laughs> yeah. From Punk Jack seeming like kind of the worst in the beginning to probably the nicest normal person on the show. Like, Kawa is nice, but he's goofy-ass Kawa. Punk Jack's just, like, neutral. He's just neutral good. <laughs> yeah. I feel like for all of Kawa's talk about, like, wanting world peace and stuff, like, Kawa's not as selfless as he wants you to think that he is, too. <laughs> like, like I feel like Punk Jack is really the actual selfless one um, in reality. Like, he's the one who now is like yeah whatever like i I should have gone to the future with the rest of the idiots but i left them behind so i could i could keep helping you 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 old people in the (laughs) in the in the past with you know my old life um actually decide you guys were okay so i'm gonna hang out a little bit longer just to help yeah and and punk jack says that he is basically he says he's on the case of the on the trail of the staff so i think the punk jack is gonna be the thread that like leads us to more confrontation with Sweru as well. And then, yeah, we, we get a little bit of that at the end of the episode too, but um, yeah, punk check still around and, and just button it up with everybody. I like it. <laughs> Ace and Sumi go look for clues in the Jamato garden, which I found very funny. Just like, yeah, let's go head out in the woods and, and figure this stuff out. We got to figure out why there's tiny little Jamato. Uh, they, they see a person in the woods, but they don't really know who it is. Um, Around this time, basically, everyone gets a chance to see a mini Giamato. So Kawa sees one and kind of gets in a fight. Neon sees one as well. Geet shows up and, and, and with Neon and kind of is, is battling the Giamato around her and stuff, too. And the most impressive, I, at least for all these parts, the most impressive part of it was they, they're they all fighting as if they're common riders, just yeah. without uh, transforming. So they're all in just base ass clothes with their way more limited than Geet's fighting skills, all trying their best to to still take control of the situation, help people. You can see them all have their moments of maybe I should just become a common rider again. Yeah, but they haven't yet. Yeah, it's it's cool that 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 happened. Like yeah, like they're they're all still heroes. Like that's kind of neat. Um, K one and and Neon especially just like yeah, they're they're still good people, still heroes, still want to save people. Whether they're, you know, writers or not. Very cool. And uh, then a couple of things happen kind of tangential to the mini Giamato stuff happening. So the first one, Toby, is that Neon's dad um, sees the Giamato report on TV, gets mad about it because the government should be covering it up. He calls his government contact and be like, what are you guys doing? This is your job. Cover the stuff up. And the guy's basically like, yeah, it's not my, not my problem anymore. And, you know, you, you better start getting rid of some evidence because <laughs> lo and behold, Papa Karama gets raided. <laughs> um, the the police show up and raid Neon's dad, uh, basically for his ties to the monster attacks. So he's he's going down. He's he's the scapegoat is what it seems like. It's all his fault. Yeah. <laughs> and then also kind of what's happening at the same time here while K while K was fighting, um, he runs into Kekera. Kekera shows up and we find out that Kekera is still in the world, despite the fact that the, uh, the gate closed because his wish, um, right at the very end there, we saw 
was that he gets to stay in the world until he gets his ideal laughs. So he basically, he, he calls it a visa. He bought himself a visa to be able to stick around and see K-Wan become a common writer. I appreciate that they made, they did the best way they could to keep it all in universe and make sense. Like an episode or two ago, they had uh, Baroba and Kikura had their magic wishes we never saw. They just made yep. wishes and walked away. And now they both come back and they're like, yeah, I'm still here because I wish to stay here until I got my my quote unquote ideal moment because they both want their own ideal moments. We'll call them just different yeah. times. Yeah, we, we see Buff after this, or we see Baroba after this, who runs into Buffa. And yeah, hers is like, I think, like ideal suffering or something. Like she wants to see human suffering. So yeah, they, they're they're here until they they get their like, you know, perfect thing that they're looking for. So it's it's a good excuse for them to still be here in the world, despite everyone else having to leave. Uh and yeah, Kekker is clearly here to throw some wrenches in Kawa's happy life. <laughs> similarly. Just fuck around with people. Yeah, I think I think Baroba really likes messing with 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 with, with Buffa, like really, really screwing <laughs> with him. Then, of course, Toby, we find out that um, we, we're kind of back in the Jamato lab. We see we see a hooded figure, and he is working on some mini Jamato. He's got him in a little glass uh, glass, um, I guess, aquarium or <laughs> terrarium there. That was and... actually my favorite part of all of this. Like, if I could have a Jamato terrarium. I would do in a heartbeat. <laughs> It'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty dangerous, I would imagine. You know, one just jumps at your chest and you become <laughs> Yamato. Seems pretty bad. And then, so the, the person in the little hood declares themselves uh, the the Jama God person behind the Parasite game. Did you know watching the episode who this person was? So I kind of thought it looked like Demonic Pidgey. Okay. But I yeah, don't it, think it, it could be. It it right. is it is Pidgey. It it is it is Daichi. I fucking knew it. I'm a genius because I figured like there's. I didn't think they're gonna bring like a new actual actor into the show now. So my instinct was it was Pidgey. So I watched this, and I watched it on my laptop. Like you know, I'm not like taking notes or anything first time through. And I watch it, and I'm like, who the hell was that? Like I, I they, they presented as like, I'm supposed to know who he is. And I'm like, I have no idea. Cause the, the hair is different. Like Pidgey for me, they, the, his, his whole thing is like, he's got the hair in the eyes, right? The, the like, mullet and the glasses. Exactly. So like that's Daichi. And then I see this person who's like, doesn't have bangs and he's got this face paint on. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. This is just a new person. I don't know. And then I start like reading some people's thoughts and stuff online. I, I looked up to figure out if like, because I was assuming the way that they present it, it's someone I'm supposed to know. So I'm looking it up to see, like, who is this person? Turns out it's freaking Daichi. And I really confirmed my face blindness, I think, is really <laughs> what I did here. Because I went back and watched it after that. And I can't, for the life of me, see that as Daichi. I can't, I, I can't do it. Like, I closed my eyes and listened, and I can kind of make out the voice. But looking at the face, I, I literally, in a million years, would never have known it was him. <laughs> And, um, and, but turns I mean, out like, it is yeah and like like i'm saying it's not nothing more than i didn't think it'd be another new character like i was expecting it to be uh archimedes or whatever his name was archimedes yeah. yeah from heaven because he loved them so much but when it was <laughs> when it looked like a kid my only other mental options were daiichi or 
um i guess him like i didn't really, I, yeah, again, yeah. I didn't really think Gene, they'd be doing yeah. you <laughs> yeah i think from a, from a story perspective it makes perfect sense that it's him and like yeah if i start thinking about that like how to construct the story i could have figured it out but like just from a I'm lost in the narrative here. Like you're showing me a, a person. Uh, <laughs> boy, could I not tell that's who that was. It was funny. Like I was reading like the comments on, on Reddit for like the episode discussion. Everybody's just like, wow, it's crazy. Daichi. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah. He's back. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You guys didn't have any problem with this apparently. <laughs> um, but um, it's cool. Yeah. I like, I like that he's making the parasite game. I like him honestly as like a bad guy for a few episodes too. Like he, He's so freaking despicable. I hate that dude. So him going like full on, I'm running a, uh, um, I'm running a parallel Giamato game is pretty cool. I think. <laughs> so my only, my note on this, because I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but my note on this moment in the show says, is Pidgey the new gardener? Cause I wasn't a hundred percent sure. But that's the only person I could think of. You you so, were way better than I. Yeah, if you so wrote the name down at all. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, of course we are, are back to Ace and Neon. They they just saw the little mini Giamato pop out, and and you know they're Neon's like, what's going on? Eats is like, this seems different. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get surrounded by basically zombie people who all turn into Giamato. So yeah, clearly a very different dynamic with the Giamato this time around where they are taking people over they're they're all zombies there's little tiny parasites so i imagine they're just gonna get like overwhelmed basically with the the geomato at some point here Uh, there's an easy setup for a near final scene when there's hundreds of thousands of little miniature geomato attacking people yeah and and just doing tiny tiny little fist punches on yeats and ko and everybody else because you have to do something basically to like to nerf geats right you have to figure out a way that you can still have like meaningful things to give him problems and putting Giamato in real people so he can't like murder them makes sense and just overwhelming numbers makes sense too as a thing that that would be a struggle for him so yeah i think that 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 all checks out (laughs) is the reason to go this direction next uh toby then our episode ends we see uh, Samasu, who is the old producer's assistant. She's the new producer now. Um, she's speaking to a hooded figure who is here to complete the grand end. He seems to think that that won't be much of a problem. He reveals his face. He for sure is someone we've never seen before. <laughs> he's a new character coming in, uh, another future person. And, he's, and he, I put he's the most punk jack of them all because he has dangly hoop earrings in both ears. and Yeah. An intense face. Yeah, he's, like he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a very future punk looking dude for sure. And he almost looks like a mix of Geats and Buffa together. To I me. can see it. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I, I, I'll buy that. <laughs> uh, at least his hair is a little bit different. I can tell him apart. <laughs> um, but his thing is, he intends to make Sumi the new goddess. So he's back here, and he's going to complete the grand end, and he's going to make Sumi. Uh, take her new role um so clearly things are going to come to a head now because of that so i think that that probably paints our our sort of final confrontation is that the um the the staff kind of reinsert themselves because they're going to force the grand end to happen sumi's going to get put into peril and geats is going to have to have to protect her i guess is, is kind of the 
the finish. But um, or she pulls the gun on Geats and says, "You need to stop running the DGP, or else be. I'm going to get stuck being the navigator." And pulls the gun, or the the goddess, where the hell she's going to be. Or they, they have. We got to get that. Got to get that gun scene in. That's gotta true. Got to get that gun scene in. It could be like they have some sway over her or something. It's like if you don't kill Geats, then such and such is going to happen or something like that too. Like that. That could be a reason to have her pull a gun on Geats, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think the gun scene's coming. I think it's coming, especially with this now that like Sumi is going to be like super important going forward. Clearly, uh, we we're, we're not over the fact that she has these powers. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we're not not going to forget that. Yeah, I think that's where we're going to go. Uh, but yeah, so how, how how are you feeling about the the like kind of new direction here in the in the final act? I know they have to do it to make it keep going. Uh, I feel like we've seen this. Ag- this same thing three or four times now we're just doing it once again where one has a little more power so it has potential i like pidgey running the the giamato garden with them being little miniatures and just like absorbing into people's bodies uh i want at least like one or two more cool big twists still before the end here because yeah as always i feel like we're running out of time <laughs> yeah i think we'll get some more twists i i like this approach in, in general a lot too it, it feels like an epilogue like it feels like we, we got our sort of big main story we got where like the marvel movie would have ended right and now we're getting like a little, little like epilogue on the end of it and i like that clearly it's going to give us the first real moment where everyone's going to be teamed up for pure heroics like it's not they're not going to win a game they're not going to have any wishes granted they're just going to be working together to save the world. <laughs> I like that. I like that they're kind of becoming like real true heroes, uh, kind of kind of all around, including yeah. Buffa. That's neat. And like you said, like I think Daichi behind the whole Parasite game is going to be very cool, and I'm excited to see this uh, new future guy transform too. <laughs> I think that he will probably be kind of a badass. So uh, yeah, sure. I think it's we, get, cool. we get one more brand new outfit. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we do. Oh, and um, that reminded me of the funny thing I thought of during this episode. They, all the Geats fighting moments, like when he's doing his whole solo tier, I'm just going to guard everybody kind of thing. I feel like all of his solo moments, along with how much they show the driver and how the driver works, is just to sell toys one last time sure. for the Geats 9 stuff. Like this seemed very... TV commercially out of all the times that we've seen them use toys and things. Yeah. There, there's lots of like, just very clear shots of him, like full body. Like this is what the cool toy looks like. And this is, this is the buckle. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got, got to sell those power ups. You get, you got to, got to get the views in while you can. <laughs> but yeah, that's, um that's going to do it for Geats 39 here. This new direction. We'll see what happens. Uh, next week, which yeah brings us to forty, kind of brings us into the home stretch, and we'll find out what uh, that dastardly Daiichi gets up to. Uh, once again, if you want to send us an email, send those along to cast at comradersucks.com. Check out our Patreon linked in the description of this podcast. Um, you can check out all of our bonus content there, and of course, like I said, give us a subscribe whether you are listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube, and um, give us a thumbs up if your platform allows it. Um, so yeah like I said that's gonna do it for us we'll be back next week to talk about episode 40 and until then have a great week everybody peace
taking shots at the enemy. I'm gonna make it to the top, leave a legacy. If I got something to say, you better let me speak. Turn it up a new degree, bitch, you ain't seen anything. I pop off with the new rock, electro.